Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Career Builder is made for people who have that thing. You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job. The skills you bring to work. And Career Builder knows those skills make you right for other jobs too. Higher paying jobs with benefits. Jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep. Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes, and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. Visit CareerBuilder.com. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Yo, yo, welcome to It's Up There Podcast. You know who it is. It's your boy, Big Loon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Catch the video, FOGFOTV on YouTube, on Patreon.com. It's Up There Podcast. I want to start off talking about the baby and Dana Lay and her brother approaching the baby for some sort of fight. So let, let me lay the framework of what was happened and how we got here. So the baby and Dana Lay had a fallout. I reported on it. It's actually going back viral due to this scandal that's popped off. But the baby and Dana Lay had a falling out. Right. So for those of you unaware, the baby has a child by Dana Lay. Um, I'm. To me, she's an Instagram girl. I really don't know what she does, but that's what I know her from. It's kind of like on Instagram, an influencer, right? I'll do respect to to Beloved. But um, there was a situation in which, um, and their family, I want to be clear on that. As I always speak on this, you know, everybody want to choose sides on things. But when you deal with people, you have to understand that they are a collective. So you got to view it from that perspective. Whether or not they still together, they have a young child to raise. It's very, very critical time in their child's life, right? As the child is developing what love is, developing language, developing all the things that makes you a human being, right? It needs support from both parties. So as we report on this, we still want to be sympathetic to understanding that they are a family and, and there is children involved the same way when I report on anyone else right i want to make sure i understand those things but there was a situation where they got into it at his condo he ended up going live he said he went live to 
make sure that he protected his brain because he is in hot water where people are saying certain things and he kind of felt like it was a frame type job so in his opinion he goes live to save himself now when he goes live it's a whole nother situation here we are dealing with two people in front of the world dealing with a personal thing in public see everything has a position you see when you deal with personal thing in a public setting you're setting yourself up for a mistake right and that's what i said to begin with but then when he gives the reasoning of man i had to protect myself you know who am i to tell a dude how to do what he needs to do right Still a mistake in my opinion, but nonetheless, that's how you choose to ride. After that, right, he chose, look, listen, this done got too hot. I'm not, I, I can't be with you no more, right? So he, he disassociated himself with her, although they still have a baby. Again, when she was there, she cited a few things, like she didn't have anywhere to stay. She didn't have anywhere to go, certain things like that. Again, when you're dealing with a rich individual, ladies have to set some sort of boundaries, Right? Hey, I'm not coming there unless these situations are in line, right? And, and and ain't nobody rich tripping off that. If they is, then you should reconsider going anyway. But that's a song for another session, right? When we deal with this particular situation, he didn't put his hands on again. I was I was amazed at the backlash he got because he really didn't do anything, right? He said something, some words that was not favorable to her and they disrespect to her and of course you know we all view it a certain way but we say things in the heat of the moment and it's just how human beings are put together right and i'm not going to ignore our makeup for to, to make you comfortable and i'm also not going to excuse it two things can be true at that moment though i realized that this is probably going in right so for him hey yo this is over this is too much and we online with it i'm it's over with i can't do that i don't know if they've been sneaking or whatever whatever but publicly they've been away from each other now the brother jumps in and this is what i don't like all the grandstanding these little dudes be doing and i don't know the dude but word around the, the media is that his ribs is broke now he did some grandstanding, right? You don't never ever shoot. You don't never ever scare birds that you plan to shoot. You ever see how to get over there to try to get a bird he plan, plan on shooting? Boy, you got to be quiet and creep up on a bird you plan on shooting. Can't make all that. So for, for you to run in, I'm going to go straight to the dude that just on the bowl and like, yo, let's go have a, like what? I was confused. He didn't understand the assignment or you really didn't want to. For me, like, I don't know. That was going to be a failed mission off the scribble. It's, to me, that was a failed mission. But nonetheless, I'll show you the video and, and again, come back and talk about it. But the situation was funny to me, right? So her brother come out and tell the baby, yo, we got to have a fair one about how you just did my, my sister. Right? Now, do I expect dudes to feel a way about how their sister uh, get treated, you know? Of course, they may feel away, but everybody better have a position in order. You don't want no, you don't want me to have to, you know, because she a bear or a brother. You see what I'm saying? I don't have no real love for no, you know, so it'd be like you can't cross certain lines because you think me and her love each other. So I have a certain uh, uh, tolerance for you because that's you sadly mistaken. So he come out, yo. 
I need the fat one, but this what triggered me, and this what I said, ah, oh, man. See, if it's a principle thing, let it stand on principle. But the dude, Dan Lay's brother said he wanted to do a fight for some money and, you know, take it online, social media and all of that. And I said, ah, oh, he playing that game. He playing the brand builder game. If it was really principle, let's try to figure that out behind the scenes. Yo, somebody bring the baby to me. Oh, it's going to be pressure when they come out here. You know what I'm saying? And it, 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 either you don't got that kind of reach or you looking for clout. In my opinion, it was a clout move. So he tried to set up some kind of celebrity boxing when it ain't but one celebrity in the situation, the baby. So if they would have fought, it wouldn't have been no celebrity box thing. It was one celebrity versus my baby mama brother. And I don't see nobody doing that, entertaining that. So the baby never really said nothing. And, um, at this bowling that her brother comes. Let's see what happens to him. For those of you listening, they're showing the baby now throwing the punch. See, sometimes, you know, when you see something like that happen, I, for me, that's just a whole weird encounter. You're going to walk up on me. First of all, let me say this for people who aren't aware of how the game is. Rich don't have foul ones. Ain't no foul one with no real. Ain't no foul one with no rich. Number one, even if the rich want to have a foul one with you, number one, a friend in need is a, is a friend indeed. So anybody around the rich gonna see him being attacked as an opportunity to solidify any kind of position he got open. Right? So if you attack a rich, ain't no fair ones, man. What y'all be talking about? Yo, see, that's that LA gangbanger shit. See, them LA niggas will make you come catch a foul one. You understand? They'll make you come. Now, if you catch me one-on-one, we gotta, it's a, yeah, I just had a foul one. We'll have a foul one, right? But I'm a rich, bro. You think you finna walk up on me and say, hey, Lone, hey, I'll, me and you right now parking lot, let's get them up. Man, if y'all don't get this, hey, yo, this, get this nigga out of my, yo, bro, how you even get right here? Number one, security slipping anyway. How, yo, bro, they supposed to know what her brother look like. He done made threats on me. He can't get that close to me. That's a violation for whoever watching whatever they watching. But that's what I tell you about rappers partying. That party shit, that party shit might cost you if, you if you're in real situations. You out in L.A. partying to where he get to get that close. I don't think that's, that's cool. But he get to get that close. And basically, they said, you know, I've heard that that was his second, third time. So let me allow you guys to understand what the bowling alley thing was. According to people, the bowling alley situation was a event. So it wasn't just the baby. You had Chris Brown had his own lane. You had Ty Dolla Sign, all these people, 
uh, allegedly had their own lanes, right? So they were selling out, and people' names was on the marquee. That's how Dude knew he was there. So Dude come to a place like that and think you're going to get a fair one. To me, it almost sounds like you know you can't get a fair one and you're looking for some kind of clout. Because if you ain't come to kill me, what is you doing? You know what I mean? Now they done broke his ribs. Now he's somewhere, when he breathe, it hurt. Now you done come up here, ask me for a fair one. Now when you somewhere, every time you breathe, it hurt. But you ask yourself, is a punch worth $1 million? Because sometimes you can, somebody like the baby punch somebody, it costs you a million. But again, rappers up against that internet. So they got to go. Some of them just like that. They going to go. But they also up against that Internet, like even with the Kodak Black situation. Dude over there fighting. You got to go. You got to go. It just is what you got to go. So now we could have had another King Von situation with that Kodak Black. That was the same kind of situation. A fight break out. Boom. Somebody. Right. So Kodak Black is, is, is blessed to. Be able to still be in that situation, but we got to know what we looking at and how to deal with it. Sometimes we can't do too much grandstanding, and I got that problem. Because if I feel like they applying any kind of pressure, I go to grandstanding, and I'm ready to go all the way with it. So I get it. I, I understand it, but I know it's a mistake. And I know the pride can get you in the trick bag. And I know what people are going to say, yo, Loon, if, if that was your sister, how you would have felt? Look. Dude didn't touch my sister. He didn't do nothing. He really didn't do nothing. That's why I'm saying it feel like you doing a little, like, what you doing? And then you come in here to approach me, bro. What y'all, who told y'all something about me, man? Y'all folks done went crazy. Who done told y'all y'all can walk up on my, bro, y'all? So, listen, I think, man, listen, bro. I don't have no sympathy, man. I think if you violate this, you should die, man. And I don't mean, like, if you come to harm me, my security got to do their job, man. Whoever I got around me to take care of that, they got to do their job, man. So he played a dangerous game. He showed either either he got a certain level of nuts or he don't got good sense. You know, some of these guys don't got sense enough to get out of the rain. Like my mama say, you know. So sometimes they, you look at these dudes like, hey, hey, that wasn't no... Boy, you got to sneak and shoot a bird, boy. This a big bird, a multi-million dollar. You talking about a foul one? Man, these folks don't went crazy, man. You know, speaking of L.A. and gang culture, Crip Mac got DP from his hood. And for those of you unaware with street culture, gang culture, DP means disciplined. And it's funny because you can't escape being disciplined from your gang, right? So when you join a gang, there's a hierarchy, almost like a corporate setting, right? How you got a team lead, a supervisor, a manager, and that manager has a manager, and then somewhere up the line, the VP's there, the the the, the person that kind of runs this district, but she answers, right? So it's, it's, it's a structure similar to that setting, right? And Crip Mac, and for those of you, because I got to make sure that I'm speaking wide range, right? Because I'm dealing with an audience that I'm not sure that you are well. People looking, listening, and 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 vibing out to it's up their podcast. So some of you may not know who Crip Mac is. Crip Mac is, and I'll show the video of him af after his 
this after his discipline, I'll show the video of how he looked and what he said. But Crip Mac is a guy that went viral on the internet. He has a funny voice, kind of like Cookie Monster. But he's a Crip. Now, don't get it confused. He's a real Crip from the land out there on the West Coast. And I say that because I'm dealing with my eyeballs. I'm seeing him in his neighborhood. I'm seeing him in his back alley. I'm seeing him doing his one-two with the Crip homies. They done justified that he is what he is, so he is what he is. The problem is he has a checkered past in regards to he didn't grow up in L.A. See, certain things came out from his enemies. They started trying to discredit him because he had apprehended the West Coast like viral YouTube scene. He apprehended that he took it. He took it. He probably the biggest him and then whack 100, right? Probably the biggest thing on YouTube from the West Coast when we talk about hip-hop music culture, that subsection of entertainment, right? He's uh He kind of took over that. So he's a dude that people tend to like, the kids like, and again, he's one of them members. He's a real member. So he's always been crip heavy. Everything crip, crip this, crip that, crip that. He don't even say B word. He's super crip. Right? He cripped out. And for him to be cripped out in the face of the Crips and then face a disciplinary action, some people had a very harsh reaction to that. Like, yo, the Crips did that to you. Some people don't understand gangbanging culture. I don't participate in me being disciplined by no man. I want to be clear on my stance, though. And I ain't doing no grandstanding, but I'm just telling you, can't nobody DP nothing over here. About nothing. Whatever I say, kill me about it or come get killed about it. You feel what I'm, We ain't doing too much of the in-between and we coming to discipline. Nah, we ain't doing that. I, and that's what I'll do respect, but I didn't sign up for that. The homie them signed up for that. The homie them signed up to say, yo, I ain't going to just use the game for the strength of the game. If I get in the wrong, I got to answer to the homies. And that's part of being in the gang. And for me, that's an uncomfortable truth. That's an uncomfortable truth. But let's look at the DP and let's kind of look at him explain what happened. Crip Mac gets millions and millions of views. You might have seen him on No Jumper, uh, Vlad TV, Cam Capone News. Dudes, he gets millions of views. Um, you might have heard him go, again, go at it with Charleston White, go at him now with Cam Capone. Um, again, he does not use B-words, just a funny character online. Um, he also is trying to get into skits and things like people in his hood and community are trying to get. Uh, this is something I want to speak on. Us as black people, when we get the information, we will try to apply the information. You even see dudes like Crip Mac and his hood trying to figure out how we monetize this. This is blowing up. And I think. That's so interesting and important for us to have that entrepreneurial mindset in this digital space as this digital stuff now is real estate, right? You hear me talk six, seven, eight figure deals. Hey, yo, my mom and them, this would have been buying buildings and houses for them to get this kind of money. You see what I'm saying? Now I, I'm sitting up talking and doing ad revenue shares and certain things and, and talking six, seven figures. And so you got to understand what day and time we live in and try to capitalize on that. So to even see us do that as a collective, even though people say it's oversaturated, I just look at it and say, look at us 
Look at what we're trying to do with the information. Look at us out there. Everybody's doing a part and standing next to a mic and sitting next to a camera or making TikToks or dances. And that's, that's just in our culture. But Crip Mac, again, you would have seen him on No Jump of millions of views. And that's just to put in context. Also, I want to say this to Crip Mac. You're a real life soldier. Like Charleston White even said, you're a real life warrior, brave heart. Because when they said, yo, you DP, this is what took place. Let me bag up some because I also want to put in context why grown men get beat on and, and things like that when we deal with gang culture. So in this particular situation, what's being said, and that's why I tell people they play with these gang banging terms and they play with these things, these hoods, and they think it's a joke on the dead homies. They play with these little, you know, fuck your dead homies and all of that. They don't know it's a subsection of black people that'll die for that. Probably the only culture that'll die for words with such uh, ill-advised intent, right? Just a run right out into it, right? Black people will die for respect. And somewhere along the lines, they're dissing the dead or dissing even their neighborhoods. You see you see people stomp flags or set flags on fire or do the graffiti and mark out the names of the hood. That's very that's 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 considered disrespect in the gang coach, in the street coach, and especially on the West Coast, they play by different rules in regards to that, right? So C-Mac had, according to them, been from a different hood, although in the in the crypt set, right? So the old, so you got the 60s, the 50s, all of that, the rolling 40s and all of those. He, he I think, was saying that he was from 60s. Let's let the homie break it down. Like all of y'all seen, that DP. Man, it looked like him and Five Five Crypt may not be doing so well. As we seen, C-Mac was seen on an earlier Facebook account and some accounts by some other folks down in Texas claiming sick. So go to FOGFO TV to see the video. Go to Patreon. It's up there podcast. Shout out to Rap News. Looking real ugly for C-Mac reputation. Now I'll let people know, cuz I'm nifty on 50. Years ago, cuz I was a motherfucking weirdo. Let's go ahead and give it 55th Street. Since I got put on 55th Street, and now, and later in life, kid, ain't get no custard or no smudge shit or nothing like that, kid. Real crippin', real solid. All hood. Real respected and well loved from my hood. You find me? Who is C-Mac? They ain't never seen him in the streets. I guess he just got start buzzing too in them, in them counties, so... This correlate with what a lot of people been saying, especially them guys from Hoover, like Jap, Treyway. But you're like, you coming from a whole different area, moving over here, just popping it about set, that's just like uncalled for because we don't even know you, okay? Oh, so mm -hmm. a lot of that, you, you're saying a lot of that is like out of towners and stuff that just yeah, come through? Yeah, like C-Mac. Oh, oh wow. Grew from Houston. He's Grew from, from Houston? Yeah, he's not from Los Angeles. You, do you, have you ever met C-Mac? Hell no. I never like laid eyes on him. I mean, ask ask him what high school did his hood go to, or did he go to uh, John Muir? Ask him, did he go to John Muir, or the school the five fives go to, or the five sevens go to? He ain't never went to that school. 
dug up some old shit about him posting on Facebook talking about naps. For all y'all that don't know what that mean, he talking about neighborhood crib. Off that uh that page years ago, what 2012, cuz acting like I was from Snoover and made up a name and all that. Whatever, cuz ain't never been no motherfucking Snoover. Out of anger of a beating, cuz that was crucial. Let's go ahead and keep it 55 straight. In the 60s, not in Texas. This so that's that's that incident this incident out here. An official put off, cuz had me hate a lot of motherfuckers. So this 55th Street. I'm dedicated to this mm. You hear me? I'm dedicated to this right here. And, you know, whatever the outcome is, the outcome is. You hear me? Like I said, I'm never covering it up. It's never coming off. Never. All phase, whatever. When the penitentiary blasts in the county, whatever. You get to that penitentiary, you're going to have to burn this motherfucker off. It ain't coming off. Right. You know, at the same time, if I would say... He's speaking to the tattoo on his head. For those of you not watching the video, this this dude has Hoover Killer on his head. Again, these things are viewed a certain way, and that's that's automatic violation for anybody that reps that other hood. Hey, sign your death certificate. Oh, look. Because once you fuck up, them G's, them big homies, is on your ass. You hear me? It ain't no favoritism in this motherfucker. It don't matter how long you be from, you fuck up, you up. Just like in the penitentiary, you get DP, you get DP. Like, guess what? You other motherfuckers run years from DPs, cuz. I go to the next day. There's a thought on English, motherfucker. You know, I don't run from nothing. I'm just, oh, guess what? I'm there. On evil trip. In jail, no option, right, little baby? Crap. I was wrong years ago, cuz. I own up. I own up. Five, what's going on? You understand that? And um, I take responsibility as a man. I'm from 55th Street Crip. That's be five hours put on the hood. It's part of gang banging, cuz. It's part of gang banging. I don't hood. That's just what it is, cuz. Plus, my name is Hoover Killer Destruction, the name I've earned, cuz. You fight me? And I'm five minutes. So all the other motherfuckers from the hood, cuz. That's five minutes five. You fight me the same gang banging shit, cuz. I mean, well, they, they do the same gang banging shit, cuz, but they're not five minutes like me. I don't hook, cuz, it's an issue. You find me? I'm pretty much the face of the hood. You find me? I don't hood. I am a nickel. 55th Street. 55th Street. 55th Street. 55th Street. Five, you slow motherfuckers. This is the fifth. 55th Street. I don't hood. So as you see that rundown, man, a very interesting situation. Again, I I always advise against gang banging. You know, I tell the youngsters around me, and I'm harsh in my communication about it because I know the tools that's necessary. They don't, they ain't equipped with. They're no longer raised in a way where they can gather what's needed to be effective in that kind of culture. And oftentimes the people that starting the wars are too old to fight them. And they're advising people that's too young to die to go to the war. Right? So I, what we doing is we losing our children prior to them being able to launch. At the hands of older guys who survived a time when guns wasn't as prevalent. When everybody didn't have an AR. 
when the youngsters didn't have see back when dudes was gang banging they had to squabble fight it out nowadays they sending other people's little boys with guns big enough to kill four and five and six and seven people on missions and they calling them drills and they relating them to music and they relating them to movies and they relating them to rank and now we're institutionalized because somewhere down the line even me I feel like C-Mac Crip Mac got a warrior spirit and you can't give these suckers a warrior spirit they can't go by a warrior spirit right but I also feel like it's a vicious cycle we find ourselves in. When I deal with it and I got to thinking about it and I deal with L.A. in particular. I say, damn, man, what's, what's costing us out there to keep that cycle going? Number one is the culture, right? It's the culture out there. It's third generation. It ain't viewed the same outside the wrestling ring. Right, we know what we're doing inside the wrestling ring. Those that's looking at the match, they don't necessarily understand the inner workers. So we dealing with granny getting down, gang banging. We dealing with mama. We dealing with auntie. We dealing with nephew and niece gang banging. Right. So these are the things. Generational number one, number two out there because it's black people. We all are. Under the same poverty stricken environment. But somewhere along the lines, the government has been able to make it where a dollar in Atlanta don't spend the same as a dollar in California. Somewhere they've they ran a, 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 a smooth trick to where a hamburger in Atlanta, a Big Mac is $2.99. And the same hamburger in California is $6. A pack of cigarettes in Nashville is $3.49. And that same pack of cigarettes in New York is $10. It's some kind of weird thing they got going on where the dollar is still the dollar. But the inflation moves as you go to these different states, right? So we're dealing with poverty in California. We're dealing with a, a property value that keeps people from being able to buy houses in the same way that you are able to in some of these other areas, right? You will see a house that's two, 3,000 square feet. It'll be $3 million in the middle of the rolling 60s neighborhood. So a lot of times when dudes grow up gang banging and they live with granny because granny was able to get in there for it was, before the inflation came and back in the 60s, she was able to get that crib. So before they can, you know, before they was able to, you know, trick the system, Granny was able to get the house. Now, these dudes ain't able to move away from Granny's house. It costs too much. So they staying in their neighborhoods. They 45 years old, but they still live with Granny. Which is still in this neighborhood, so they still fall up under the rules because... What they say, what, what B. Marshall and them say, exposure leads to expansion. So without the exposure, there is no expansion. So you're dealing with a crib at 21, 
you're going to still be dealing with this crib at 41 because we're still in the same area doing these same things and we don't know how to get out the cycle. And so they affected by those rules, man. And I can't really speak on the rules of gangbang because I don't gangbang. The value coming from my town. If I couldn't call Snoop Dogg and I was a crip, I never could understand it. If I decided to get on with blood and they couldn't put me on the phone with Suge Knight, I didn't understand it. I didn't know what I was saying, but that was always my mindset. And I got on both sides, love on both sides, warriors on both sides, soldiers on both sides. But as a youngster, I always told myself, like, it's something about it that I just can't understand. And, and, and I thank God that I didn't bite that apple. Because I'm a dedicated guy. And if I would have dedicated to that, no telling what my life would have turned out. But to see a grown man going to a neighborhood in which he's put on his back, for lack of a better term. He's adjusted his vocabulary. He did everything he could to put it on the map and he continued to. But they say nobody's bigger than the program. Some people try to cite, yo, it's some animosity, man. Some of them people probably like this, that, and the third. Like you heard dudes say, I don't know what to say about that. Again, my opinion is I just tell the kids, stay away from it. It's unreasonable expectations to the criminal behavior. There's an unreasonable approach. It's failed to update. They still trying the same old tricks. And I used to think dudes were small until I realized that, say, Long, you the only one trying new things. Everybody you was in the dope game, we're still in the dope game. Then I got to thinking outside the box. And guess what? That exposure. Start pulling from different things. Oh, man. We ain't smart at all. And I had to move forward, man. But it hurt. It, it hurt me to see somebody like this dude. Cause I'm, and I'm gonna go sit down with him. You know, but it seemed like like his mind made up. He cripping. His mind made up, and he going all the way out with it. I wonder what he feel inside from that though. Not only did. The DP go down, right? Even if you accept the DP, I'm gang banging. That's part of this. That's what that is. But who, yo, whoever had that camera posting went in violation, wasn't it? Cause this, this guy, this hood business, he done put me on camera. He pulled a bit nicks in the rack. Ain't no favoritism, right? In my opinion, it should have ended up on the internet. And and don't never think you calling Loon for Loon to show up to get DP'd. It's unfortunate that y'all would even approach people with that. But I don't gangbang, so I can't speak on that. But again, rich people that's in position, learn from your position, learn from what's happening. That's why I have a disdain for guys that want to be guy start gangbanging at 28. Or wanna be gangbangers. I got a disdain for the wanna be gangbangers. A wanna be gangbanger, I got a disdain for you. Oh, on the fence gangbanger, I don't like you. Right? Because I know what you do. You influence the ones that's gonna do it. 
Because you the loudest oftentimes. And so I hate you dudes. I feel a certain way about what you're doing to the community. Right? The ones that's doing it, the ones that grew up in it, the ones that decided that that's what they doing, keep the women and the children out of the business. But the ones that's faking it, we got a real issue. Because y'all could have been the doctors. You know? Y'all could have been the lawyers. Shit, it's only fair, baby. Snaps keeps everything 55th straight. You send Mama Bear money, make sure she splits it with Granny Bear. It's <laughs> only fair. Baby Snaps is a fair man. Yeah. On neighborhood crib. Well, what's funny about it, too, is that his last interview with No Chump, he spoke about DPs. Couple of interviews, he will he will run around speak about DPs. In this interview right here, I'm gonna play a little snippet. We'll get, go on with the show, but he spoke about DPs and some of the OGs in his hood. The DP involved ten people, they say. So ten people attacked him to make sure he get his issue and learn his lesson. This is the behavior of the homies, and I think I just think it's uncomfortable when you really drill it down and think about it, right? Got to find a different way for us to communicate our standards to each other. But I bet you it's effective. Don't nobody want to be in that blender like that. That's why I say for him to show up so willingly. So like, let's get this out the way. Let's get it going. Ain't no smut on my cripping. And running to the blender with 10 dudes, it, it speaks to his spirit. It speaks to his spirit. We know all these dudes is, is selling sand like it's brown sugar. They grandstanding. We just saw the, the baby all let go. We see, you know, the brother run up on the baby with the let's have a fair one instead of just fine on it. It's one-on-one right here now because you, you left with your reels broke. You might as well sprung on him and gone got you one in because you're going to leave here hurt, right? But for dude to run into that. Right after speaking about it so much, man, like I always tell y'all, you manifesting things without knowing it. You manifesting situations without knowing it. It's unfortunate for you. But let's listen to a little bit of this. And then with the gangbang, also baby snaps is fair. No favoritism. Right is right and wrong is wrong. Snaps is gonna call. You know, homies, other homies will call Cal Hood, and it, it is what it is. You hear yeah, me? Yeah. On hood. It's good to have that though. It's good to it's have It's good it. to have a homie that, that that cares about you on hood, but he'll let you know what's right and right, what's wrong is wrong. You're gonna get fucked up. Cause gonna let you know homies gonna beat your ass, they're gonna fuck you up. But you learned your lesson. Yeah. And a lot of motherfuckers learn their lesson, but you got some motherfuckers that'll never come get that DP because they disappear years. Baby stress what happened now what's your DP again? Guy <laughs> never came back to the hood. When you get DP, are you, are you the, the cats that beat me down the most? Are you looking at I'm gonna get you back, motherfucker? You no, 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 cuz it's like this, cuz this is this is how it go, cuz this is homies. Okay. No, it's more so, cuz you got you, you get your discipline, cuz your issue. On they look at that's it, cuz we gonna hood. That's how it is, cuz that's 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 why a lot of people that don't understand the game. That's that's how it is. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's like, rough. It's a, it's a rough. It's a rough life. It's like look. getting whooped by your mama. You know you got. No, say, no, it ain't like getting hit with a uh, hanger or belt uh, by Granny Bear or Mama Bear. Nah, 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 no, not in that How can you compare that? <laughs> so again, man, just showing you, man, dude got several different sides. Unfortunate for him, he went through that. You gotta just, man, um, you gotta make sure your children know. 
right? Because grown men, they already grown men. You got to make sure your kids know, like you don't want to, you don't want to go, go this route. This route right here is, you know, it's it's uh, it's a lot of work and a little bit of reward, right? Now, when you need the killers, boy, you good. But you can go all your life and not need the killers. If you live your life a certain way, you can go all your life and not need the killers. So you don't necessarily got to go through all that. Now, if you was in the... See, that's what I'm saying. Some of them dudes is stuck in a proximity where they need the killers. So they got to fall victim to putting work in for the hood. Because when it's time, I'm going to need the hood. Right? But you can live your whole life, black young dude, and be cool and do your rap music thing without... Needing the killers You'll never need the killers Go get you some money Stay away from all that You'll never need the killers That's what we strive for Right They here We They here But let's never need the killers Especially on one another Let's redirect that energy You feel what I'm saying Let's do something else with that I wish we had the power Right To take the strength of the bloods The strength of the crypts Right And put that towards something else you know what I mean? If we ever could do that, boy, we'll be dangerous. You know what I mean? But unfortunately, it's a lot of bloodshed on both sides, even inside of both sides. So it's like you can't really speak on it. And again, it's history. It's generational. And that's where it gets slippery. It's going to take somebody from the top. And it's going to be one of them kind of situations. So, so we'll think about it and we'll figure it out. I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be back. But you can go your whole life without needing to use the killers. And that's why you got to make sure your children and your little boys and your little girls understand and be able to distinguish what side of the street is more effective for prosperity, right? For them to live a life that's with freedom attached to it financially, uh, mentally, where they're able to break some of these generational curses. When I speak to my people about generational curses, I don't think they hear me. I say I'm breaking some of them on that's on my name. That's on my back. Right. We got to break some of this. Got to break it. Right. Far as why I'm, you know, when they look back at what I brought to the world, when I transitioned, right. When my great grandkids and all let's say, man, my my great granddaddy put it down. Boy, he was going hard. You know, but we try to strive and, you know, like I say, when you in a neighborhood, when you stuck in a proximity like California or one of these ghettos or the trap or where you live at, where one day, bro, I'm going to need the killers. So I got to put in work with the killers. I got to make sure that I'm good and my face car good with the killers because I never know. One day I'm definitely going to need them because we got enemies. We got enemies just from this neighborhood. I ain't did nothing personally, but this neighborhood got enemies. And because this neighborhood got enemies and I come from this neighborhood, I can't be the one from the hood that ain't put no work into well, when I need the killers, they ain't know where to be found. But I tell children and I, again, I'm 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 effective in it, but I'm I'm harsh with it. I don't play with them. Stay away from that gang banging like you think you want to be street. I lo- everything I lost come from there. Everything I lost come from there. And so I got a certain level of passion attached to. Man, you got to stay away from that, bro. 
but I'm highly effective with it. But you got to teach them to go, be able to, you got to be able to tell them and communicate to them you can go your whole life without needing the killers. You can live a life, right, where you in the getting money, you in the traveling, you know, eating exquisite meals all across the country and abroad, right? Taking pictures, you know, and getting richer, right? You in a situation to excel and prevail, you understand me? So you ain't really trying to do too much of the, you know, back and forth and all that. Yeah, you leave it up to the, yeah, y'all can have that game. We trying to get rich and stay rich. You understand me? And you stay rich long enough, it turns into being wealthy. So we want to end up somewhere around there. Y'all can have it. So, and I never need the killers unless, and if I do, I got enough money to leverage whatever it is I need in life. Money makes things, you bypass all that. So I'm saying when you dedicate to it, it's cause that's what you own. You gonna gang bang. You gonna go the whole. You gonna go the whole ride. For me, man, you gotta know the difference between living in the hood, being from the hood, and being a product of the hood. You see what I'm saying? You gotta be able to distinguish how to come from the hood, but be greater than what the hood thought you would be. Because I know I'm I'm reaching for multi-million, and we close. So you better yeah better be yeah, it better be awake we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back i gotta reiterate this point because for some reason the um the compute the for some reason the camera stopped recording i'm not sure why but and i, and I don't necessarily know why i was at so i'll just you know kind of reiterate the point when you deal with these grown men it's in this vicious cycle right when you Gang banging, or you caught in even hustling. I got homies that cannot stop hustling. It don't matter what's going on. I don't bond facing life. You know, I don't parole with 40 years over their head. Like, for some reason, some, some people just can't stop hustling. They get caught in this cycle. Again, I, I explained the point that I think with California in regards to how the property value kind of drives them cycling back and forth, back and forth, cycling around. But the hood will trick you. The hood will make you think that at some point you're going to need the killers. So you got to do whatever you can do to keep the killers on your side. But the hood don't teach you that you can go your whole life without ne ever needing the killers. You may not never get in a situation where you need to call the homies. Like, you might can handle this one-on-one -on -one problems. You can kind of handle yourself, you and your brother, your cousin, couple of y'all. But sometimes the juice ain't worth the squeeze. But them dudes in California is different. Because most likely you grew up in a neighborhood. Property value is too high to go buy a house. You got grown men still in the neighborhood they grew up in. In the South, you usually move from where you grew up in at some point. Mama do better. She Something happens. Mama kind of move out the hood. Like, you usually move from there. You don't go back to that area where, the new, where it's, this is gang territory. And that's why I always had a disdain, right, for dudes that try to fake the gang bang or fake all that. It's because you don't even understand you in a privileged position you don't even understand you're in a privileged position not to be caught in that cycle. 
and and part of our problem is being young niggas on the grind and young niggas from the street is that we can't identify a hole. We can't identify exit. You understand me? Sometimes you you fucking with a nigga who can't even identify exit. You like, yo, bro, go that way. Clearly it's something that way for you. You go that way, but dudes just won't go that way. They stay that way. But Crip Mac went on the no jump and kind of spoke on being DP discipline for y'all that don't know. And this is in real time. So we're going to listen to a little bit of it. Bit uh, LA, right? When Briars in the 60s went through some stuff over there, right? You know, Texas told them they there that they not like these niggas out here because they all Crips and they get along with each other. Okay. So, you know, that type of shit just, uh, went through a gang of fights and different shit like that. And they're like, you know what? Like, we don't fuck with this shit like this. Okay. You know, but this shit's over with. It's, it's, it's a done issue. But so you, back when you were young, what age were you roughly when you joined 60s or 16? In LA. 16, yeah. And you, so you just got around them and, and you went yeah. through it? Yeah. Okay. And how long did that last? It ain't, it ain't last long. <laughs> I, I was instantly drinking, instantly trying to snatch people's purses. It got put off. Oh, that's what they put you off for? They didn't like that you yeah, were doing yeah, sketchy yeah, shit? Yeah, that, that type of shit. And, well, see, I was just going through the, the, that type of shit. So when it was time to get the DP, I, I, I wasn't fighting hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> so pretty much I get rid of this Okay. You know what I'm saying? I had nobody really to back me up with the shit either. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Okay. Then I went to uh, uh, Texas with my mama out there, is, right? Is that why you left LA at that time? Because you were just fed up with the whole experience no, out there? No, my and mom had her boyfriend, Mr. Gary, out there. She's like, why don't you come out here and try to do some different shit? Uh-huh. You know? So but were you I, feeling I it, it or were you still trying to be in the streets? I, wouldn't try, I was just trying to gangbang. The, the Facebook post that people were mad about where yeah. you were saying certain things. Yeah. What was, was, was that like right after you got put off 60s that was it was a, yeah it was a, you know i didn't mean none of the stuff i said right but it was it was it was it was hatred at the time uh-huh. you know that's just how it was you were just upset oh i was mad yeah right do you wish that you had deleted that facebook page uh, i wish it would have never came out but now that it has i you know owned up to the mistakes behind what was going on and you know my homies my nickels know you know what type of i am right you see what i'm saying so my no, I didn't mean that shit, but it was, it was going through shit at that time. Right. But to this day, me in the 60s, we cool. To go, and was it just Milk being the person who was putting it out? Or? It's just, it, was, it, was, uh, it, it was Milk, but then once I seen that it did, you know, I, I went on Instagram, I seen some, you know, some shit, some generals from the hood, and it's just, just shit like this, like this shit, this shit, look, you know, this, this, now this Mickey, I'm not letting slide, nor what's right is right, it's wrong is wrong. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the hood. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to the hood because you know once the generals talk cuss, I'm you know that's just how the shit is. Right. So did anyone tell you that you had to go pull up to the block? Or? Well, pretty much it was just go see a conversation. They wasn't going to do nothing about that type. It was more so I went five the internet and it, it explained it instead of you find me coming fly the hood. They would have preferred that you pulled up on them instead of making a video. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I came to the hood right, and it was supposed to see like everybody you know was going to talk about what was going on. But I pretty much, how you say, jump the gun. I just wanted to get this shit over with, get back in Lupe's car, drink some beer. Let me get this. I don't like the tension on me. Was the story true that you at first fought some smaller dudes and then it became like bigger dudes got involved and like at first you were winning? Is that, is that how this played uh, out? This is how, how this shit go. It was with, in a DP, you go keep going. Mm. Like this, so it's, it's like uh, you don't get no fucking break to breathe or nothing. But considering these as homies, I had my water, I was able to. You, you had the gallon with you? 
I did. <laughs> Niagara. I, I was able to get drink some water, catch my breath, but it's I still, you still got to complete this. Shit. Right, and this is just you know right out on the street. This isn't like in somebody's backyard. Well, this is in a motherfucking alley. Oh, okay. You you, you, you gonna you gonna you gonna fight? You gonna make it out that alley? Right. You know. Wow. It's uh, it's just your your respect is on the line. Right. You pretty much your career, your everything. Yeah. You know. So when I look at that, right. First thing I say to myself is, man, I, I got to understand as I expand, as 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 my brain grows, right, and I start to speak to a wide variety of people, sometimes I get caught into just speaking to us, and of course I'm for us, and I'm always speak to us, but I got to broaden it a little bit. So now I got to figure out, Loon, how you explain to white people what's going on? Because I know they viewing this and they see a grown man get beat on by other grown men, right? I know they confused because gang culture is a part of my culture. It's a subsection of my culture and I don't, I don't get it. So I know they confused, right? I, I don't, I, what, what I think it is and I'm only speaking specifically to areas that's designed and designated to where there's rival gangs on each street or each neighborhood close proximity that's dealing with that gang banging in those worlds because even inside a gang banging how serious that is how much gravity is attached to that there's still fake and wannabe dudes in that right the flag don't make you who you are right it just represent what hood you from so if you a warrior and got a warrior spirit you're gonna move with a warrior spirit if you don't, then you won't. But in those areas, if you can picture, it's like this hood on this street, that hood on that street. And they in close proximity, it's like living in the war zone. So again, it, it all goes back to one day you're going to need the homies. Because you're going to walk down the street and the other homies from the other hood, they're going to violate you because you you walking from Woo-Doo-Woo Street. You see what I'm saying? So it's 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 almost like they banding together to try to, you know, because enemies are set in stone. And then if you from a hood or you live in a hood and your mama was from there and your auntie was from there, it's, it's almost like it's passed down to you. But the idea that we can't refocus is where I find confusion. Because the idea that we want to meet you in the alley and beat on you. Right. Grown men want you to. Right. I want to meet you in the alley. I want to put my hands and feet on you. For me, dog, that's, that'll never happen. It's just it's unacceptable. But I don't subscribe to one day needing your killers. Right. When I come in your area, I really don't need your killers. I got mine. And then if I need some, I know how to get some. Right. But what happens is. You know, out there in that area, bro, it's so tied in. There's some things tied in that you may not even know it's tied in. So you may be hiring a security team out there that's really tied in with some people that's tied in with some people where they kind of know your whole whereabouts. I seen Ice-T tweet at the Super Bowl, and we'll get into the Super Bowl, that, yo, L.A. has over 50,000 gang members active. 50,000 people and the first thing that came to my mind is we supposed to use them numbers to run up and get a law changed out there. Run up and make them give us this little subsection of California. 
We got 50,000 of us that we know going to go when we see a, a rival gang. Them folks, they obligated to go. Even if they don't want to go, they got to go. So why can't we refocus that? That's To me, that's a... But I see guys like Big U that's trying to restructure things. You know, certain people that's out there on the West Coast restructuring things and, and, and making it do what it's supposed to do, but they need some help. They need some billionaire help. You see what I'm saying? But, 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 boy, they got some strength out there when you look at it from that perspective. But I hate that, right? You go get a grown man and, and, and you beat on him. And white people look at that, and even me. But I get it from a certain I, I, You see how I'm breaking it down. This is my perspective on, yo, Lone, what a make. You know, it's like, yo, what a make that be the case? Like, what a make you take yourself through that? Because as you see, Adam 22 asks him a question. And I, and I want to point this out that Adam 22 has decided to make himself a part of the culture. Those outside the culture that may not see that, I, I'm, I'm willing to have that conversation with you, right? Not that I co-sign what he does, but I understand his place in the market. And also, he differs from Vlad in the in the sense of um, Vlad makes a lot of money and, and, and has a big voice in the culture, but Adam actually has integrated with the culture. He's actually brought in guys. He's living around it. So now you see him able to relate and say, yo, so he really know that's what, you do. If you run from a DP, you'll just probably move to Vegas and never come back to the hood and hope nobody never catch you. He knows that because he has that culture. He has our culture all around him and he's helping them people. When you help us, bro, I got to look at you a certain way because it's a lot of us that's not helping us. You see what I'm saying? So he kind of putting people in position to make money and do things from a media standpoint and these regular gang member dudes. So what that also, and I want the black people over there that's working for No Jumper to understand. What that also does outside of adding validity to No Jumper's brand and have people like me view him through a different different lens and not that he's doing it for that reason, but I'm telling you, even if it's an unintentional consequence, it's the reality. But when you see him bring a dude like AD on or one of these other gang members over there, right? Or one of these just other black guys. See, he he's smart enough to understand, too, just don't bring our gang members. He got just regular black dudes, right? And just this is just a black guy that might like games and this and that, right? So what that does for him, it provides him an understanding of us because he's working day in and day out with these people and they speaking to him. Not that, and see, you got to understand that in this game, you got to be able to talk from an understanding perspective. That's what gets the best content. You see sometimes like when Joe Budden sat down with little Baby, you see somebody ask a question and somebody answer a totally different question. Them are two people that some, there's a disconnect there and them two of our people. So, you know, if we got disconnections just from being from New York and Atlanta, there's some white dude that come in definitely going to be disconnected when he trying to communicate. I remember there was a point of time where black women were just walking out on him. That's before he made all these kind of moves. He was flirting with him, but now he's committed to him. And, and you can tell he's rebranded it. But he's he's integrated with the culture, which allows him a luxury of understanding us and that on top of his position, right? So 
you'll have to pay for that kind of understanding that he gets from having gang members around him all day and, and just black people because we are this. The information they come with, they grew up listening to this while you were riding bikes and skateboarding. They were listening to Dre and Eminem and whoever else, Tupac and Snoop Dogg and KRS-One and whoever they were listening, MCA, whatever they was doing on the West. They were listening to all that as you was doing your other life. So when they speak about something, they provide that perspective. But you can now pull from that by putting them in position. Why I see that it's worth mentioning is because it seems like that he's allowing them to monetize. And we know in this game, it's a lot of stealing, right? It's a whole lot of stealing of the information, right? Stealing of the little game. Dude, right here, put a list together. Let's use this list for everybody on our roster. You feel me? Without any compensation attached to it, these things are important to understand and realize as you navigate through any game. This one in particular. But... I just hate to see Crip, Crip Mac go through, you know, some of those things and to put a button up on on the Adam 22 and Vlad point. Um, And again, Vlad also, when we look at Vlad, he pays these guys for interviews. So you can't say much about that because we know a lot of these dudes are, are, are trying, you know, sitting down and they not getting nothing. You know what I'm saying? So if you're in a position to be able to pay people, cool. Do that, does that mean that every interview should have a charge attached to it? I say no. You see, sometimes it's worth it. It's mandatory and it's necessary and you got to go with the move. Speaking of L.A. gang coach and all of that, Super Bowl was in L.A. Sunday. Um, L.A. Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Shout out to the L.A. Rams. They brought it home. Um, won a lot of people a lot of money. But if you bet with Vegas, you lost because the Bengals covered. We've been hearing a lot about how L.A. has been operating over the past year, right, in regards to, like, uh, home invasions, what they would call the, the purge. So they had what was being called a Super Bowl purge out in L.A. where they were vandalizing um, stores, going in. See, but you got to think, bro, it's a different mindset to me out there. The same dollar ain't worth the same amount out there. So it's like they getting over on us every chance they get. So any chance we get around here to get a little tools and fuel, we going for what we know. Boy, they taxing us on top of taxing us. Cigarettes, $11. It don't take, man, it's real easy to get them here if they right by the water. If they come in, whatever coming through the water should be cheap. McDonald's ain't making no different burger than what they making in the South out there. And it costs more. Some is, there's a mean game going on, right? So it's like, out there, man, it's a different spirit, man. It's like, yo, whenever we can, bro, let's get over. And, you know, it's unfortunate. You know, uh, I don't stand by vandalizing black businesses, right? I don't stand by vandalizing businesses, period. You know, but, um... I also stand by us being treated a certain way in those neighborhoods by those businesses. And if you're thriving from us, invest in us. I think it's a real simple two-step process. If you're thriving from us, invest in us. Simple as that. And so in L.A., you know, why Super Bowl is happening, you see a lot of violence. See a lot of encounters, I say. Maybe not a lot of violence, but you see a lot of encounters with people that may shouldn't run into each other or 
or situations that may come to a head, you know, water that finally comes to a boil. You understand? You see the baby and he, and Dan the lay brother situation happen. He ended up with his ribs, bro. Now you see this Kodak Black situation. Now you got Gunner out there, Kodak Black, some more people out there standing around, and then something happens. It's a certain amount of pressure when you're a black celebrity rapper. It's a certain amount of pressure attached to what you better do when it get going. And although the right thing to do is put the threat down, you're hard to make you run right into the fire, not knowing the consequences. Everybody see the Kodak Black situation and Kai Kai, you know, they think, yeah, I look at it like, yo, that that look familiar, R.I.P. King Von. That look familiar. The run in the fire look familiar. Our approach got to change. You understand? But it really, he didn't have no option at that point. He do really didn't have no why he had to go. So now the question becomes, should he should have been out there? Other rappers was out there. So is that a bad place to be? Like, I don't, we still really don't know what happened. Now, I do think somewhere down the line, that dude didn't want to kill him. It be rough sometimes when street running the rappers because they kind of fans of the And if they ain't got no real problem, we ain't really trying to kill him. But I wouldn't be keeping it real if I'm saying he wasn't close enough to really. You know, we 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 happy that didn't happen, but he was close enough to he was close enough to stand on that. You know, it's a lot of cameras. You're going to probably get caught. So it probably ain't worth it. But and it ain't no real issue. He's just trying to stop what's going on. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, but Kodak ain't, ain't mentioning. He ain't really speaking on it, saying nothing about it. You know, that's how street dudes do. They just, you know, keep it moving. We see Boosie go through that. He started saying something when he, he was in trouble. Like, y'all pray for me, this happening. But he really wasn't tripping, saying nothing. You know, but let's look at the video of the encounter and see what took place. That's Gunner. So it's Gunner and him. Legendary guys. Whatever y'all gonna do, we gonna walk this way. Give us give us some more. Give us a We ain't trying to bump into y'all, y'all bumping us. Real bumps. I got you, I got you, I got you. That's a good approach. Going this way, watch out. Watch out, watch out. So if you're listening, they're pointing out the gun. Bam, shot him. Right in the arm, right in the leg or something. And left somebody right there. You don't hear no screaming or nothing. He ain't doing no screaming. It's always one of them with the camera. He don't mind recording. Yeah, he don't mind recording. Helmet on and on. 
I'm gonna try to find it in slow motion. Shout out to TMZ for the footage. He got out of there though. Young nigga, hey, young pause though. A gun come out, everybody got a scatter. Police are already on the scene for those of you listening. Police stopped whoever caught it. Told him step out. Hate hate to see that for Kodak. You know what I mean? Get well. You know, I know he'll he'll stand up, you know, through it. You know what I'm saying? It's just unfortunate how those things tend to happen. It's like I don't even know what's happening. I just see my homie in it. I'm on the way. Then that gunshot go out. You really just gotta when gunshots go off like that. You just got to hope you ain't the one hit. Somebody usually is hitting them kind of situations with a crowd of people. But now being a rapper, part of being a rapper is standing on that business. You know, being one of them ones that ain't scared to go. You know, it's been a change in the rap game. It used to be suckers. Now it's really damn fools. You know what I mean? It's dudes that's doing whatever about whatever. You know, and again, in that situation, I just don't, ain't nothing really else he can do. Know what I mean? He he got to go. His homie getting jumped, he got to go. That's what it looked like. You know what I'm saying? Um, We don't know what popped it off, what made it, you know what I mean? But he got to deal with that and, and, and figure that out. Man, the Super Bowl attracts all the big artists. My, You know, shout out Brandon Marshall, Earn Your Leisure was out there with Mike Tyson. You know they they um promoting a new brand that that has to do with gambling and because it's it's legal in a lot of places now it's a big deal, right? So everybody's out there, Kanye, Jay, every Drake, them the best halftime show we ever. Everybody's in wherever Super Bowl at it draw everybody. You see what I'm saying? It's a reason why commercials cost you know five million for. 60 seconds or three million for 60 seconds, whatever that number was. Millions of dollars for one minute of airtime. It's because of the level of 
interest, right? That it that it has, right? It piques the interest of so many people, man. And so, uh, with that being said, the NFL has a unique relationship with us. They put Jay Z in charge, and for me, that was the best NFL halftime show I ever seen. For me, that was just my era. That was that was, them were my dudes. I saw them dudes hustle. We talk about Fifty Cent. He helped the dude from my town get some money, so his impact around here. I kind of felt. You see what I'm saying? His impact on the game. We talk about Snoop. We talk about Dre, Eminem. Some people say was game post to be there. We talk about Kendrick, right? Kendrick, the goat for some people, a lot of people. You know, we his cadence is next level. He got that Eminem kind of cadence with it, but he got us in him. So it's a different type thing. Then he can jump into the scene and things. So he's a beast. But some people say game should have been there. And when I zoom out, Game should have been there, but but him and Fifty ain't cool, and I think he tore himself away from it when him, when him and Fifty went through that. I don't think that Game saw that the effects of that fallout would still be lingering around so long after that fallout. But that speaks to that speaks to where they placed him at. They had love for him and placed him in a in a position where they were gonna try to. Say yo he got the trajectory to be like a Snoop or one of them Somewhere along the lines His fallout kind of ripped more things apart And I think they give him credit for A little bit of the demise of the situation You understand So him being there from that standpoint I just think they they couldn't agree I think Was a vote even made Because he always big up Dre I think Dre could probably would have brought his name up Cause he big up Dre like nothing else And he helped Kendrick Right So but when we look at 50 and M And Snoop You know I don't know You see what I'm saying But Game game contributed to the West now Don't get it confused He contributed a, a great deal to the West You see what I'm saying But Although he remains a millionaire I think that fallout with 50 and let's not get it confused. He just dropped the record with Kanye. He's still able to maneuver in the marketplace, but when we deal with legacy, I think that breakup kind of hurts him a little bit in regards to the legacy because the people that's going to make the the documentaries and things, they're going to listen to those guys, and them guys got to welcome you back in, and it just don't seem like they welcome like it's like yo we might be in the same place as him it might be a picture but it don't never sink because i know i'm a cancer so i know yeah i know what 50 go through when he when he deal with one of them kind of weird situations right but it ain't no it ain't like no embracing him it's like nah we cool it ain't no problem but it ain't no we back on tour game pop out you see what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. And I think that game can feel those ramifications. But when we deal with his past, his past is his past. He contributed to that West. And from a West Coast standpoint, maybe it's their job. Maybe they post the whole let down. I don't know. But you got to think with these documentaries and, and the people that write history, they'll write you out. I got a feeling that they're going to try to write Young Buck out of history. Because nowadays when I hear him mention G-Unit, G they don't say Young Buck. They say Banks, yeah, yo, 50. 
And this is the documentaries and the th- even when they have conversations, them G Unit dudes. So you got to write your own history. You got to be able to, and you in this world now, so you got to be able to really write your own history and say, yo, this what we own. This what we talking about. You see what I'm saying? And I was there. Here's the proof this happened. Don't try to erase that. You see? Because if not, man, they going to write you right out of it. And your, your contributions are going unnoticed. How could I forget the Queen Mary J. Blige? I don't know how I did that. That was a mistake. Mary J. Blige shook it. Shout out, Mary. I'm a real big fan of her. Again, that's my era. And I was telling my old lady, nobody has been able to match Mary J. Nobody's been able to, that feeling, that vibe Mary gave, there ain't been another artist to do it. Some people were saying Keisha were going down that road, but, yo, we talking 20 years, 30 years of this. Man, longer than I don't know, know how this lady been killing it and them type songs. There's a soulfulness. There's a vibration that comes out when Mary J. Blige sings. Not only because of the, the, the inflection of her voice, but when it matches with the words that's coming out, it's like she touches something different. And the tonality and all that, yo, it be so. And again, nobody has been able to touch that. And if something ever happened to Mary, boy, our culture going to be devastated. Because there ain't no replacing Mary J. Blige. We got a lot of great singers in our culture. I love a lot of them. Listen to them, X, Y, and Z. But they don't get that Mary feel. Mary J give a certain kind of feel, man, that's, in my opinion, is just, it's unmatched. And if somebody tell me who's, who, who giving that Mary J, because I need to be listening to them. But according to my palate, ain't nobody giving the Mary J. There ain't nobody giving the Mary J feel. And if I'm wrong about that, somebody correct me. It was also interesting to see throughout the uh, performance I was watching it, right? So Drake come out, they they do a little something. You know, Drake, I mean, you know, Snoop do his thing, they do a little something. This legendary status, though. Again, this legendary status, that's what I'm saying, the, the Black Excellence show, this is the greatest halftime show that I ever seen, me personally. And I started weighing them up because I remember I was asking her, Beyonce done one, couple people done them. So I'm thinking, damn, is this really the best one or am I caught in the moment? And then the more I think about it, it's like, I really believe it's the best one I done seen. But Snoop come out, they do a little something. Drake come out, okay, now they kind of doing a little more. But when Eminem came out, I can hear it. You can hear it through the TV. You can hear the crowd now. At first, I couldn't hear the crowd. You can hear the crowd. Kendrick come out, I can even hear the crowd more. Mary... Same thing. So it's like, okay, so they, I don't know if they did that on purpose, but whatever happened, the crowd kind of elevated with the show, which I think was a good move. But to me, it was, it was a great, it was just, it was the best show. Um, greatest halftime. It was the greatest halftime show that I've seen. Interesting thing that I watched though, with all the celebrities, celebrities there. And again, this is what I'm telling you about the people that's in control. And that's why you got to, if Kanye going to go rogue, he got to get with Revolt. Because you're going to need an outlet, bro. 
You can play this little key key game you want, but you're going to need an outlet. You're going to need somewhere where you can really get your point across and not lie to the people. With all the celebrities there and all the high class, high priority individuals in the building for the Super Bowl, there was one thing that stood out to me and it stood out because I am part of us. And when I think about our pioneers and I think about our most powerful people in our culture, I understand the game that the mass media has to play. Therefore, it's important for us to stand next to black media. When I see, for whatever reason, Kanye West has been aligning himself with everything contrary popular opinion. I see how they try to navigate going around him, but still covering him. Everything you do wrong, we magnify, and everything you do right, we discredit. Right? Nonetheless, he's making some mistakes, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. I can't tell a billionaire how to be a billionaire. I'm focused on being a multimillionaire, and I need to stay in my lane. But when I zoom out, I got to examine the game from a totality standpoint because I plan on traveling the same roads and coming up the same mountains that some of my predecessors or some of our pioneers had to cut through. So it's important for me to not only learn from what they display, but learn from what they cover up. Right. So as I look at how they how he's treated, right, because he has been doing things that, again, are contrary to popular opinion. When I looked at the Super Bowl there was all kind of celebrities with Kanye and he got no coverage. They showed Jay. They showed, um, of course, Dre, Snoop, all of them. They showed Ben Affleck. They showed LeBron. They showed uh, Shaq. They showed Offset. They showed all kind of people, but they did not show Kanye West. Number one, because he had Antonio Brown with him. Right. And I need y'all to understand what I'm saying is power when what I'm saying is power in understanding what's happening. Kanye West is the richest, one of the richest black dudes in the world. He had a commercial, unlike a lot of the people I just named that aired during the Super Bowl, but did not get a shot on the Super Bowl. Right. It's because they silence you as much as they can. Right now, in real time, they're trying to figure how effective silencing people that's kind of just as powerful as the institution, how to do that. They just don't know how. One thing they know, don't cover him, don't show him. Antonio Brown's there. He's been what they would consider disrespectful to the NFL in some of the people's eyes, right? Kanye has been uplifting him and, and pushing him up and Standing next to him as he should Standing next to some, some of the people That's not favorable To mass media He comes there No coverage To me that spoke volumes To you that said very little But I understand what happens And then I look at Kanye And I ask myself Is Kanye channeling his Donald Trump thing Is he doing what he think Trump is doing because when you look at the outbursts or you look at some of the things, Trump leaned into everything. But Trump had a certain team around him. 
But Trump leans into when they say things about him, he don't run from it. And Kanye seems to be giving us his his best Trump type thing. Now, a lot of people can say Trump was influenced by us. You know, he hung with us all his life and what it looked like online. You understand? So when you see Kanye, for example, on Valentine's Day, he texts Kim. He finally get a text back. She been she been ignoring him or whatever for whatever, I guess, according to the media. Finally get a text back. He put it online. She texts him back. Hey, why can't you keep our messages between us? He texts her back. Yo, you my favorite person in the world. Why would I keep it to myself? Now, this interferes with the relationship she may be having or may be planning on ending. Right. And also she reached out saying something about you making it dangerous and he still played with it. And she said, if something happens, it's all your fault for me. These are words that he better pay close attention to. See, these women, they say things right. And they let you in their mind without knowing it. You know, when she says something happens, this is all your fault. Trust me and believe they stand by that. They mean that there's been a long conversation about some of these antics and how the thousands of ways these may these things may play out and how he needs to be responsible for either way that it plays out again since that threat on the game song or I'm sorry since the game song because I won't call it a threat and play into what I don't know or is it a threat yeah I mean he said beat beat his ass that's a threat so prior to the threat on that game song you saw them out together after that you haven't saw him very little you see him now Hey I don't know Very interesting situation But back to the Super Bowl They got some things wrong with us I think that They put in a point of representative See when you talk about the NFL We talk about billions You know I'm around them NFL people now And they clear with how much money it makes 16 billion dollars a year When you put a B behind it you might as well put disconnected next to it. They got to have representation. They got to appoint people, have liaisons, right? This per person supposed to understand marketing. This one understands culture. It's a lot of money, boy. They way up the ladder in regards to how much is being made. So you see them make a mistake. As you see on the screen, this is single Mickey Guyton, and they called her Janae Aiko. Which was a mistake. And the internet, of course, pointed it out off the scribble. It wasn't even a thing. They instantly pointed out, yo, that ain't the right person. That's the wrong person. And for me, man, I felt for the artist because not only are you a black and what I think they said a country singer, right? So it's already rough in that field to cut through all of your counterparts in a very competitive field like that. So that's number one. Then number two, this is one of the biggest times of your life where you didn't get paid. No one gets paid for performing at the Super Bowl. There's just too many eyes on it. You, this is an opportunity. If there is no artist. This is an opportunity for from a visibility standpoint. Right? So people don't look to be lucrative when the visibility is so high because if you got something for sale, chances are it'll sell after your appearance. That's just how it works. But when you're in a situation to be 
Because she had to be somebody to be on the Super Bowl. Because I'm, I'm going to be honest, I don't know who she is. But she has to be somebody to be on the Super Bowl. But still, there's no one bigger than the opportunity of having that much visibility at one time. Especially showing off your craft. There's not another talent show, another show you can go on and get that level of attention for your craft. That's number one. So this is important to an artist. This is important to the sales. This is important to the traffic that we're talking about. We drove driving while we doing this for free. So when you get that name wrong, they send all that to the wrong person. It's like sending a a package to the wrong address. So now how does that look behind the scenes with the NFL? Like, yo, I just did my part of the deal. Y'all messed that up, which affected how all this translated. I just wonder, is there something in the contract that protects the artists of, of that? Because that's a big moment to fail something like that. Hey, yo, they did a, they did a, but they did a hell of a Super Bowl show, man. I want to personally send a shout out to Eminem as he continues to put himself on the line and say what you will about that. Um, but the dude continues to put himself on the line for what looks like our side of the fence. Now, if somebody got information that I don't know, please present that. But every time I turn around, it looked like he paying some kind of debt to us. They tell him don't kneel, he kneel. They tell Drake, take somebody's song. They said he left it in. Right? They make Kendrick tweak the song. Now, they, they see how they accept us? They accept us, but they tweak us. Now, just think, that's only a 5, 20-minute, 25-minute show. Imagine what they doing to our content. Imagine what they doing to our two-hour podcast. Where they think that this part didn't really mean nothing but sweet. But hey, hey, company, in that part, I'm speaking directly to the youth. Like, y'all can't relate to that, but I'm speaking directly to my people right there. I need that out. You see? So they get us and they tweak us. 25-minute show, imagine what they doing to our movies. Imagine what they doing to our scripts as we try to fight for funding. Imagine what they doing to our music as we try to come through and they want to put us on a drill beat or a pop smoke type beat. Right. Imagine what they doing behind the scenes. If you see them in real time, tell some of our biggest acts, tweak that. Can't do that. Don't do this. Don't have that. Make sure that ain't it. Let you know what's happening on that level for that to be. Accepted, it got to be accepted in a certain way. But Eminem still took a knee. I'm 100% sure they told him don't take the knee. He still took the knee. So I got to send a shout out to somebody that'll continue to put their career on the line. Now, we can be serious and argue that, hey, yo, that's not career suicide for somebody like him. They won't treat him the same way they treat Cap. We see what they doing with Shakara Richardson and the other the other person with the Olympics. She got the smoke. She it was like, yo, I'm gonna read that. Hold on. Shakara Richardson, for those of you that don't know, she is the US track and field sprinter that we all know from the Tokyo Olympics, who was unable to qualify due to a failed drug test. We now find ourselves in that situation again with a young person. She's 15 years old. They're saying that's the difference. A lot of people cite color as the difference. But the point there for me still is you understand that they're going to treat you a certain. People going to deal with us different than they deal with their own. 
And so we got to deal with our own different when we different than we deal with others. That's just how that work. But even the press on these situations are different. Even the press, and that's what I'm saying about Kanye being at the Super Bowl, spending all that money to sit there because he had several seats, a whole section of things. And he's a billionaire and he's a musician with Grammys and there's two chains next to him. There's YG, there's Tiger, there's all kind of celebrities, his children there, and no media time on live television. That was intentional. I need you to understand that. But you deal with people like Eminem and they put what looks like their career on the line. Hey, they said O'Neal. And they said Eminem would have turned it down if it weren't for Dre. And Dre probably would have turned it down if it weren't for Jay. You know, and Jay probably would have turned it down if he wasn't trying to get a team. Like, it's it's moves being made that you got to keep up with. I want to talk about being doubted for a second. Those of you listening to me and tune into this up there podcast, you've been on a journey with me. And um, we're now talking deals and situation where money's coming in and opportunities are coming in and people are seeing the vision and it's an unfamiliar spot for somebody like me, right? But it's a spot I prepare for. It's important to understand what I said there. Write that down. It's an unfamiliar spot that I prepared for. I oftentimes talk about to be the champion, you got to practice like the champion way before you get the championship. You got to eat like the champion way before you get the championship. And I've been eating like the champion. I've been working like the champion. I put more work in than anybody you think is good at what they do. I'm willing to bet and stand on the fact that I put more work into this more time into understanding this game than anybody that you think is good at what they do. Now, this is where it gets slippery, and this is where things, the rubble meets the road. I'm now about to partner with some people and be able to interview anybody I want to interview in the world. For me, that's a, that's a dream come true, right? That's like a dream come true. It's one of the biggest things I probably felt like I've been able to do. On the flip side of that, it becomes extremely heavy to know all the weight that's associated with this. I'm ready for it, though. I prepare for it again. I'm totally prepared, but I think it's important I communicate because I know that somebody, at least you know, if I can help one person, I'm cool with that. But you got to trust the game. And I got to tell myself, loan, trust the game. You got all the information. You know about all this stuff. You been you gave your life to the game. It's not for you to sit down with these dudes and box this out, right? So we move with that. But when you when you when you build something from nothing. And you dig and you dig and you dig. And I want to give a, a shout out to our culture. Because like I was telling Revolt yesterday, 
I thought I would have to be loud. I thought I was going to have to come in. Y'all got me. But everyone that's listening to me and everyone that's been able to cross paths with me in regards to podcasting has been able to draw from me and has tried to help me in any way that they can. I'm talking about the people that's really in positions of power, the people that's really the go-to people in this culture. When you go on YouTube, some of the names you will go look at, some of the people that's in position, right? Million views in a day, million views a week, things like that. Those guys, they reach back. Yo, Loon, we got to get you up here. You kicking major game. And it surprised me. I think it said more about me because... Again, just not knowing, like, coming from the ghetto, it's like, yo, bro, y'all, yo. And my people the other day say, you trip me out when you say coming from the ghetto. And I say, yeah, they help me keep it in perspective. I ain't playing about that when I say that. I'm dead serious about understanding we come from nothing. That ain't a joke. It ain't a fib. It ain't something I say to look cool on camera. Right? So I've been building this house and building this house and I'm still building. It ain't nowhere near done, but I'm about to get an opportunity to do some things that's never been done. And I, I, I know I'm going to capitalize because I'm prepared. I'm fully prepared. I know what's about to happen. So those of you that's, that's here on the early stages, I just want to keep y'all up to date about what's about to happen. Right. It's uh. It's going to be a fun ride. We're going to have some good conversations. Um, and I think it'll be a fairly easy transition into the game, become one of the voices in the culture that means something, and um, continue to build that. When I think about hustling, when I think about dudes that go get it, dudes that understand, right, not only how to hustle but the infrastructure of this thing. Right. To become profitable, to leverage debt, certain things. Right. Just to understand how to navigate business. I look at Yo Gotti and I see what he's doing with CMG. I know he's holding mon money bag re up with him. My money bag might go a different route or he might stay with him. I ain't sure. They may restructure it a different way or something. He stay there. He need bag to stay there because bag is like his flagship artist. But he got a mean squad over there. Right, when you, when you got 42 Doug, ESTG, Lil Migo, Black Youngster, you know, um, he got a squad. And then the resources are there. Right, you're dealing with a hustler that has resources and talent. You're looking at a win, right? So when I look at God, I say, yo, you know, I look at him like a hustler. I look at him like, you know, a dude that got in this space and not only got a few dollars, but got some information. Everybody that know me know it's all I kick is that information talk. You know, I'm the reason the game is starting to really say, yo, give me some information. I don't need no money. We're doing pretty good in regards to that, but we need some information because if I got the information, I know how to go get the money. But yo, got it added Mozzie to the CMG roster, expanding his record label to the West Coast. Uh, shout out Mozzie. You know, I just spoke with his manager. I have him on this up there podcast soon. We just linked up in, uh, I think that was December, November, one of them months last year and had a brief conversation. So I definitely have him on the pod soon. He kicked some 
some of that game talk. So I like to talk to him. He one of them guys, but he just linked up with God. And I think, you know, I'm not sure how I feel about the marriage yet in regards to business. I think God has the resources. Um, I think Mozzie has the fan base, but Mozzie has to stay true to his sound. And um, I think God will allow him to do that. But hanging with them dudes there, with them with money bag and 42 and all that, it might, you got to be careful that you don't try to mix and blend too, too, too much and start signing, kind of, you know, walking with a little bit of that drip because them dudes is effective on the mic and probably doing it efficiently. So they probably getting shit done quick and Mozzie is too but they got like a southern type vibe and um Mozzie gotta stick to his sound I think he'll be alright but um we'll see what they're able to do for him you know CMG and, and, and you know they gotta come get me you know I'm the Tennessee big dog in this media space you know what I'm saying so when I see them do like press conferences and things like that you know we gotta we gotta figure that out gotta cut a check let's figure that out but I like the I like the approach, you know. It's the big boy press release approach. Super Bowl weekend, CMG is like a staple type thing. I think it's something he should keep doing every year. Have something every year at the CMG press conference and kind of spin it off like the Rock Nation brunch. In my opinion, that'll be that'll be kind of dope, and it tends to grow every year. And you, you know, you do your thing, you know. But shout out to Gotti, you know. Holding it down. Like I say, it's a lot of labels, man, that's, that's doing good, you know, in the South. And and, and we, we contribute a lot to the game. And also, as far as the market share, we probably got 80 90% of it, you know, in regards to music um, in the hip-hop genre. You know what I mean? So, and I'm not talking all music. I'm talking about music consumed, like the music that's really being streamed at a high level. Um, outside of Drake, Drake is... Different different beats. But shout out Gotti. Shout out to the business moves, you know. Real hustler. Them dudes is doing they one too, so I salute them. I'm gonna talk about this, then I get out of here. Um Corla Ray. For those of you that don't know who that is, that's Benzino's daughter who had the song, um she had the song No More Parties featuring Young Dirt. And she also has the song out right now, Twenty Them. That's a TikTok smash. She's been one of the artists that's been unique kind of in the space, right? She's been able to create dances, create a different sort of look, also a sound that kind of blends in but stands out at the same time. I'm not sure, you know, what it is, but her and her singles, like the twin in them and certain records that she's dropping, they're having that single effect on people. For those of you that's unaware how the business music goes, right? The label draws up a single that's supposed to be well-received across all genres, right? Usually it's something that's kind of party-ish or something that's uh, in that vein. And she seems to be able to land in good spots, you know, in regards to creativity and continuing to have these ballads or these little sayings or whatever it is to go viral on TikTok along with the dances. So she's effective in the marketplace in regards to business. She got in a relationship. And it seems to, I don't know. I, w- I won't say what I do, what I will say. I don't know if her relationship is affecting her, but what I will say is I like to take it off those individuals and speak on the situation as we try to learn from it as a whole, right? 
things get draining on you. You know, things get draining on you. Let's read what she said. So it says from her, from Cora Ray, she tweeted brain dead. Under that, she tweeted to all my trendsetters. I'm sorry I let you down. I don't have it in me to keep pushing. I feel like I'm brain dead. I pray that everyone continues to keep setting trends and striving. Don't know when I'll be back, but I don't even want to think about it. I love you for life. Court. That's what she tweeted, right? So clearly something is affecting her ability to create at a high level and probably draining her. Not sure what that is, but a lot of times love or relationships do that. When you love somebody or you put so much into someone, they can drain your creativity. They can drain your ability to be able to operate at a high level just because they selfish in regards to how they view the situation. Right. If you really cared about the greater goal of things, you will view them a certain way. That's why I never care what people say. I pay attention to what they do. It's always important for me. But I hate I hate to see somebody that was smiling, operating at a high level, dancing, this, that, and she would post almost every day something. Other people's songs doing stuff. If you notice, it kind of went away. And it's been several little breakups, break up, back together, break up, back together. You know, I don't know. I just think uh, it can affect you, right? People tend to say, yo, you don't let nobody get that kind of power over you. To be able to affect you Like somebody just walking around Hey, take the power to affect me It don't happen like that It's damn near accident how it happens It's about time spent It's about what's invested Sometimes people invest a lot Very quickly Right? In regards to feelings, emotions They dump a lot into people very quickly Therefore they hurt When that person tells that Away you know what I'm saying And then on the other side It may take time to get it out of somebody But then when you get it and do wrong by it It still hurts in that same way That's why some people just stay away from relationships period Because if you maneuver in a relationship Understand nothing is forever If you believe that That means at some point I'm going to be hurt by this relationship ending It's just a matter of time now, if you don't adopt that and you think like me and this person can make it through anything and be together for a long time or forever, then you operate with a different mindset. But when you that young right there, it's a lot of confusion involved with falling in love with people or thinking you in love or trying to figure out if this is love or when to have a baby or is it, will a baby change it or will a baby influence how he views this? Will he look at it now like family? Like it gets slippery. And so you got to equip your daughters with enough information to know shit from sugar, right? Because, man, it could be a situation where they trick your daughters quickly. Your daughters can be tricked by some of these guys because they operating with a high level of game. They're around dudes that's kicking real game, you know? And, um... I don't know, man. I just, you know, I hate to, I hate to see that old girl like that, man, because she is one of them. I think she's needed in the culture. I think her, the way that she's uh, releasing records, that approach to songs, I just don't see anybody really resonating like that. 
you know, for that younger audience with those kind of like listen to that twin in them beat. That ain't even that it almost ain't even a, a full beat almost. It's a real naked beat up until it drop. I'm gonna play it, hold on. Look at that. So it ain't even a type of beat, like I say, that gives you any kind of like look. So you gotta ask yourself, like, who else is hidden with them type of thing? You see what I'm saying? But that's a that's a banger. But like I say, that was her vibe, man. But you know, relationships are draining. Let it let the beat drop. Then you see, after she come from this, she go to anxiety and things like that. She start tapping back into that sad bag. So she kind of telling you what it is or where they stand at. And um, got to be careful. Relationships can affect you. And, man, you getting one at the wrong time when you at an all-time high like that, you know, or you in a position where, where God or the universe has put you into that earning spot. All right, these, these next five or ten years is your earning years. And you better figure out what you're going to do with them. And then you fall into a relationship and fall out of love or some kind of heartbreak happen within that time and you waste that time, man, you'll look back at that and be hot. That's why you got to grind no matter what. If it's working, grind. If it ain't working, grind. If it's if she love you, grind. If he love you, grind. If he don't love you, grind. If he if she don't love you, grind. If they talking about you, grind. If they ain't talking about you, grind. Like you got to just keep pushing, keep going. And you would turn that thing into something. But y'all send y'all love for Shouty, man. Shouty going through whatever it is she going through. You know, we send our prayers to to people, uh, to people involved in that. I want to talk about Kim and Kanye. I'm really tired of them making a news cycle, if I'm being honest. I wonder how long before Kanye is exhausting his audience with this. I understand he's fighting for his family, so I don't really speak on on that. I think his approach to it, I think his approach to it is interesting. I think he could take a different approach. But I also feel like he's using against them the only thing he got left. And um, I hear Charlemagne say that He's affected by Kim Kardashian not being affected by him having all that money and status and power when she just don't want to be bothered with it. I'm not sure if I take that same stance. I do think, though, that Kanye West is powerless in this situation. I would agree with that. I also can relate to how vulnerable you feel as you try to navigate within the four walls with your family as being one of the most powerful people that they know outside of those walls but being ineffective somewhat inside of your own family. I think it's a unique situation to be in when you see him buy the house when you see him do some of these kind of things, I think it's misdire- misdirected energy. I think he got the right, I think he got the right, like, message. But just, it's just, I don't know, man, it's something about it. And I'm wondering, is it going to exhaust the audience? 
I just don't know. But then when I think about it, I'm like, yo, Kim can't think. And for all intensive purposes, I want to put a lot of respect on these people. Right? Because I don't, they family. I always talk about the family and these people here is family. But it's important for me to examine the game and be able to spread the game and the knowledge and the gospel to the people that's influenced by the influencers. Right? We need the voice out there that's critiquing things from a high level, but also drilling them down and figuring out what the bits and pieces look like. Right? So that's what I do. But when I look back at Kanye and I look at some of the things he's done, I say, what the I know you love him. I know you love me, right? If I'm Kanye, I know you love me. But what you thought it was, I wouldn't turn it on you? Yeah, this the same Kanye that told on live TV, Bush don't care about black people. It's the same Kanye that went at Jay-Z, the guy that did the whole tape with him at the height, height of his career. Kanye being very valuable at that time as well. Hasn't been done since, though, by whole, right? So, I, again, got on stage throwing shots at Beyonce. Take the mic from Taylor. Like, this is a guy that's going to have erratic behavior. If you bag him up against a wall, he's going he gonna to come out like that. And so for you to fall in love with me is to understand me. So I can't say that she couldn't understand that he had that in him. It's just what will bring it out of him. And you know if you take out everything from him, he's going to result to the only thing he know. Could have promised a hundred times he'll never do that. But what you want what you want me to do? That's all I know, and I'm powerless in this situation. The way he uses social media, he kinda explained and said, yo, I use my social media the same way the shade room used theirs. The same way academics use his. You know, some of these blog sites, I use mine like that. The unfortunate reality is that he's a billionaire and one of the most influential people in the world and Again, when Kim texts you and says certain things, she's warning you that, yo, if something happened, bro, they're going to take you down through. They're going to try to take you down through there. And so I don't know how to feel about it. I think, you know, for me, we always keep it player. If the girl choose you, let her choose you. We wish y'all the best. Even if we go at home and cry at night, if we go in the house and cry. We gonna salute her on her on her walkout. We gonna keep it P. We gonna keep it player at all times. And I just wish that he would keep it a little more player. You got you having too much motion, too much money. You understand me? But then it's family, so I'm like, yo, man, I get stuck in between the two. I ain't gonna even cap because I don't know, right? That's his whole foundation right there, and. In his mind, he made a he made a billionaire. In his mind, he changed her image. In his mind, he the one told her to go to X, Y, and Z and start X, Y, and Z. In his mind, that's how he feel about it. It's a lot of work he feel like he put in to just lose to somebody that's the total opposite of me. That's always interesting to me. Somebody getting lied to because you can't like me and him. My old lady show up with some dude look like Pete Davidson. Man, I'm going to be, man, I'm going to have questions, man. 
Man, ain't no way you like me and Pete Davidson. We ain't the same type dudes. We two different type dudes. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, the bird and the fish can't make a deal. You know what I'm saying? We, You can't like me and him. He's, he's like, like, yo, you like that type of guy? Then you can't like me because I'm a... T- yo, these ain't the same things. Or you just like anything is what you're telling me. You like what like you type thing. You know, but I have some real questions, man. You know, you go from me and then I... You know, they've been telling me you've been kind of slick dating. You know, we've been broke up for a month and a half, two months. They've been telling me, you know... She dating now. Then I go I go to sitting back now. Wonder, you know, wonder what's going on, you know. You know, and then I bump into you in this slime. Man, y'all got to be kidding me, man. Who is this dude? Where's your dude? Where the dude you dating at? That ain't him. Not coming from, I don't want you no more. Yeah, nah, I done switched it. I don't want you no more. You like you like dudes like that? Nah, I don't want you. Nah, oh, man, I had you pegged wrong. You like that? Yeah, I done switched it. Yeah, we ain't together because now I don't want you. Look what you accept. Do you understand? You like Pete Davidson. Or, you know, no disrespect to him. I'm just saying, like, you know, if I were Kanye West. But I'm just saying, it ain't even about what I think he look like. This is more so about the total opposite. You feel what I'm saying? You don't went and got the total opposite of me. Now that made me think somebody being lied to. That's just how I feel about that. Last week, I spoke about Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich and Meek Mill. Meek Mill was in a situation to speak on not being paid for being involved with Roddy Rich launching his trajectory as again he's a very very high selling artist man he's one of them dudes that's went five times platinum and all of that kind of stuff so them dudes is making a lot of money and meek mill is pointing at atlantic records like yo y'all didn't give me nothing at the same time nba young boys pointing at atlantic records like yo y'all tripping y'all y'all treat me any kind of way y'all ain't cool right y'all fucking the artists now, here comes a tornado towards Atlantic Records with some of the biggest names in the game. Then you got Bobby Smurt on the other side calling out Sylvia. She's a heavyweight in the game. So now people are calling out labels. Atlantic Records, there was some confusion with us, with, with the media and with the fans, in which we took what Meek Mill said as the label came to him or some kind of way approached him for a deal with Roddy Rich. He embraced it, kind of activated it, and then they ran off and made hundreds of millions of dollars off of him and didn't give him nothing. Roddy Rich went on DJ Academics podcast and he had a different story. Roddy Rich explains that, yo, my deal came through Nipsey Hussle. I was already locked in with, with Nipsey Hussle, took me on a world tour with a mixtape out. Meek Mill did do some things for me, but whatever business he talking about is with him in Atlantic. I do think if they made a, a lot of money, they probably should, you know, if they came to him for some services, they probably should pay for those services, right? In my opinion. 
I think I have to have a conversation with Meek to kind of really understand what happened. What you what like how they come to you, how they activated off you, what what was going on. You know, we will remember Roddy Rich having a DC chain. Right? Dream Chaser Chain. But young rappers, let me give y'all a PSA about chains. Sometimes the chain is to reinforce their brand. I see some rappers when they get hot, they get changed from everybody. Moneybag Yo be getting changed from all kind of rappers. Like we cool though, but you don't have to give me a chain. What that does is I'm a walking billboard. They probably hope I don't understand that, right? So I gotta tell y'all that. So if you coming up and you wondering why people giving you chains, like they got your best interests at heart. Now their chain number one home is a tax write off. And then number two, you're a walking billboard. So the most successful you are, they're going to add to his legacy, not knowing he just gave me a chain and I was thirsty to have diamonds on. He ain't put nothing into my career. He gave me his smaller chain that he had before he redone his. You know, these kind of games are being played in the rap game, but you got you to gotta pay attention to know that. But Roddy Rich moving around with a with a dream chaser chain, he said it was genuine love. And he said he green lighting anything Meek Mill ever need. But Meek Mill is is around businessmen now. For the last five, ten years, however long he's been, he's been around businessmen. So he viewing things different. He understand that those kind of plays, it's it's a title on that. I'm supposed to be paid. I was in a meeting the other day. And I'm championing like, yo, sutter, 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 right? This, that, and the third. I'm talking about putting major game down in the meeting. I talked to the lawyer. Lawyer say, yo, that's called an ambassador. You get paid for that. I said, oh, show Liz, right? So it's about knowing just what to title some of these things. And that information can make or break you and you will be in a situation like that. You know, but again, we don't know the ins and outs. I think I want to dive a little further into it. You know, but Roddy basically spoke on, nah, it ain't, it wasn't that. It wasn't, Meek didn't really put me in from my perspective. He he helped me. But far as my deal and walking in Atlantic, Nipsey walked me in and then happened to pass away. You know what I mean? And that's how that happened. So, again, we're going to get the ins and outs of it. I'm going to put Meek down as one of them people I need to speak with. And uh, have him come through the podcast and kind of just give some game on exactly what happened and what was supposed to happen, more importantly. Because what happened to speak detrimental to, you know, the label or maybe Roddy or whoever was responsible. We want to speak to what should have happened to make sure that those mistakes don't happen move forward, moving forward. Right. So that's what we own and that's what we ultimately are going to accomplish with that. So, again, man, another episode Fastest growing podcast in the world. Biggest podcast in the world. We got some announcements coming real soon. Appreciate it. Everybody that's tapped in and tuned in. Biggest. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the lunch rush at your local deli. Orders are flying in. Online, on the phone, and in person. Order for Nick. So is it possible that fast internet could help your business outrun the rush? It is with Comcast Business. Powering your connected devices with gig speed Wi-Fi and fast downloads and uploads. With Comcast Business, next level speed isn't just possible, it's happening. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Requires gigabit internet and compatible router. Actual speeds vary. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.